everyone, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 33 of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you're joined by your two hosts, Jack and Tierra. So it's been a couple weeks, as always, really, since recording our last Road to 2023. And we've got quite a lot to update everyone on, just mini cuts wrapping up and other sort of life things happening as they should. So I'll let Tierra kickstart this episode off. I love how you introduced it as Road to 2023, because if anyone's listened to our most recent Road to 2023 episode, you would have heard that we are potentially thinking about pushing things back to 2024. So I don't know, Jack, if we do make that decision, are we going to have to change the name of this podcast series? Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, I think maybe once we get to January 1st, 2023, we technically will have made it to 2023. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess the title of the series doesn't say Road to Competing 2023. Yeah, just Road... <laughs> how about we call it Road to Pro? Because that is the ultimate goal, right? Mm. Road to be the best bodybuilders we can possibly be. Mm, that doesn't quite roll off the tongue. <laughs> road to retirement? Nah. <laughs> we'll keep it as road to 2023 for now. But yeah, we've got about three weeks to recap on. And uh, we are recording this on Sunday, July 10th. And boy, we got back from our Bali holiday just over a month ago and just got fully back into the swing of training and work and I'm going to say this past five weeks of training, this past mesocycle, it's probably been one of my most enjoyable, favorite training blocks that I've had in a good long while. I just feel like my strength is just like through the roof lately. And I'm just really enjoying every single session. You know, it's, it's that combination of looking forward to your sessions and knowing that they're really going to challenge you, but nothing too anxiety provoking either and I think I just feel like I'm just in a really good spot right now like mentally and physically where I just want to get after my training and boy that's just what I love the most about this sport ultimately is when I'm in this sort of position I just feel like I'm really freaking thriving Mm. and do you think potentially that your you enjoying training so much at the moment is further enhanced because you are dieting for so long this year yeah certainly it's at the beginning of the year when I was going through that dieting phase like this is certainly something that I missed out on like really being able to chase performance pbs in the gym and just every single day feeling really energetic very well slept all those sort of things and yeah I just feel like my body right now I'm just in a position where I just feel very good so Body composition wise, I'm sitting at 66.6 kilograms, which is about two and a half kilograms up from where I ended my diet back in April, which is a nice spot. And yeah, I just feel really comfortable in this position per se. Like I'm sleeping really well at night. Like my energy levels are great. My creativity is great. My cognition's there. My training performance is just through the roof. Also, like, I have an appetite, but I'm not food focused at all either. It's it's a really, really nice spot to be in. And it's interesting because I was kind of reflecting on this and I've certainly felt like this in my body before, but at lighter body weights. And what I was thinking is that as I've trained over the years, I always thrive at a slightly higher body weight, which is obviously correlated with an increase in muscle mass. but 
like back in 2014 when I was running a lot and I went through like a stint of just disordered eating and I got down to like 51 kilograms once I finally got back up to 56 kilograms in that first year of uni that's where I felt like I was really thriving and then once I started resistance training at the end of 2015 and then we met each other in 2016 I was really thriving around 58 kilograms and just over the years, I feel like it's it's slowly crept up by about 1.5 to 2 kilograms or so each year, give or take, considering that there's a, through, a few comp preps thrown in there for about six months at a time. But it slowly creeps up because in the past, if I was 66 kilograms, I would have felt quite uncomfortable in my body, mm. right? And likewise, right now, if I was 60 kilograms, I would also feel very uncomfortable in my body too. So have you experienced that as well over your training career? Yeah, I mean, even now with my recent mini cut, I, I think in the past I would have been feeling a little bit like full and like not really, but a bit fat at 87 mm. to just to use that sort of colloquial mm -hmm. term. You're not fat, you have <laughs> fat. <laughs> yeah, but now upon wrapping up at 87, I feel by far the leanest I've ever been I feel quite lean if anything I want to put on some more fat to enhance my performance which mm. I'll obviously get into a bit later yeah I'm the exact same and it's also just a testament to if you stuck at this for a good long while like you're probably doing something right you can't necessarily get married to a body weight and always reflect on that and be like oh five years ago when I was you know five kilograms less I felt so good but if you've been consistently resistance training across that time period, that's just not really relevant anymore. And that's what I experienced at the beginning of this year. Like I've been 64 kilograms before and I've thrived at that weight a few years ago. But when I got down to 64 at the beginning of this year, like, you know, I had insomnia, I was hungry, like my training really wasn't thriving. And it just goes to show that obviously I had some more muscle mass on me, but a lot less body fat. Well, I think you need to use that as reference and insight for future mini cuts. Mm. Like there's no point mini cutting down to that point if like sure the body composition might be might warrant a getting back into a surplus, but mm. if you feel so crap and it takes a fair bit of time to reverse that, mm. you've got to kind of preempt that and kind of aim just above that point. Yeah, I totally agree. But it's it's certainly a nice reminder to myself, but also just other people in general that Resistance training, you're obviously putting on some more muscle tissue that's going to weigh something. So over the years, expect to thrive at slightly higher body weights. And that's only a freaking positive. Mm. Yeah, so things are really good right now. So about uh, just over three months post that dieting phase, sitting about two and a half kilograms up. My macros right now are at 300 carb, 40 fat, and 160 grams of protein. So yeah, just feeling fantastic, to be honest. And yeah, training is just through the roof. So back in April, I actually started to implement into my training program AMRAP dips. I started doing dips twice a week on a Tuesday and a Saturday and just three sets of as many reps as I could. I started off and I could only pump out about three, <laughs> but I was so freaking determined. I was like, I'm going to get to 10, man. And I've been consistent with it since April. And this past week, I actually pumped out three sets of 12 body weight dips. And 
it just feels amazing. It's, I'd say dips are one of those body weight movements similar to like a chin up or a Nordic, something that it just feels really awesome to be able to lift your own body weight. So something quite empowering there, but I'm really, really happy with how my dips have progressed. And now that it's at the point where it's like three by 12, it's actually getting to that point where I'm like, God, this is just a buttload of reps. Mm. <laughs> um, so I, once I can do three by 12 with some reps and reserve and like just getting really good range of motion on every single rep, that's when I'll probably consider actually adding on a little bit of weight. Awesome. Yeah, it's certainly, I mean, quadrupling your performance in a few months is very impressive. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that like I just had to take a leaf out of my own book because Kate and Chloe, who both competed this past season, every single time they would strike a freaking booty pop, I was like, your guys' triceps, like they're so beautiful and muscular. Like these girls are just like the tricep booty pop queens. And I'm like, what the hell am I programming them (laughs) that their delts and their triceps look like that? And I'm like, dips. Chloe and Kate are both bomb acid dips. So I took a leaf out of my own book and started programming myself some dips. And only if it was that easy. <laughs> I know I'm not married to any certain exercise, but I'm telling you, there is something in the dips. Like I've been shoulder pressing for years, right? But like I feel like these past few months, just doing dips and my shoulders alone have actually developed a lot um, in these past few months from dips. So. There's something to them. I love them. I've definitely fallen in love. And that's just my vision for when I step on stage, likely in 2024, when I strike a booty pop, my delts and triceps. I can't wait to go back to this uh, episode and listen back and be like, yes, <laughs> I called it. I worked for it. But yeah, it's it's definitely translating into improved strength in all of my other pushing movements too. Like my incline dumbbell chest press, my OHP, like these other movements, because I'm just developing more strength in my delts, my triceps, my chest, it's translating into improved performance with those as well. So mm. exciting stuff, exciting stuff. That's what I'm just thriving every single session when I'm like, yes, one extra rep. I absolutely love that. I get very amped up. And other movements too, like, you know, I've, doing, I've been doing my Smith machine lunges for yonkers ever since like 2017 and I remember starting back with those with like 20 kilograms on the smith machine and I wasn't even doing full range of motion they were like those really silly instagram like like pulse lunge things Mm. but I've stayed consistent with those and this past week I loaded up 82.5 kilograms on the smith machine and I got my first set of nine and my second set of eight and the smith machine as well I don't usually count the weight of the bar I just count the weight of the plates but the smith machine is 11.3 kilograms worth of resistance so all up it's 93.8 kilograms on my back that I'm able to lunge now which I'm pretty proud of and if it's definitely not a conventional compound movement but it's something that works really well for me and something that I can just get after and I'm very determined to be able to put 100 kilograms of resistance on my back, which means getting up to at least 90 kilograms actually loaded on the Smith. And at this rate, I might actually get there by the end of this year. Yeah, I think your trajectory certainly indicates that. Yeah, it's um, it's exciting stuff. But yeah, things um, just feel really good right now in the training and the nutrition department. 
And the only thing is, is that it's almost like unbearable these days in the morning to actually strip down and weigh yourself. It's so flipping cold, especially in our Queenslander, because we're up on stilts and the cold air comes through the floorboards. It's been like four degrees in the morning and I'm wearing so many layers to bed. I don't even know like how to count them. Like <laughs> I wear like my underwear and I wear my tights and then these thick socks and these thick track pants and then a tight like thermal and a t-shirt and then a sweater and sometimes I wear a toque too to actually keep my head warm but then I wake up in the morning you know I'm up around 5 a.m and I'm like oh I don't want to do it and I've I've got to like take off all of these layers then hop on the scale and then put all the layers back on it's like a five minute effort thing and it's not very comfortable so what I actually have gone back to doing which I used to do in like 2020 is I wear the same pajamas to bed each night and I know how much they weigh. <laughs> that way when I wake up and I can just step on the scale in my clothes, I can subtract 1.4 kilograms worth of clothing. So that's mm. <laughs> that's a lot of clothes, 1.4 kilograms. That's a, that's a bit of material to trying to keep myself warm. Yeah, I'm basically on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, you can still sleep in underwear. I don't know how you do it, man. Like it's, it cra- and also I have like one of those double layered, we call it a tiger blanket, but it's one of those like really thick, uh, what is the material? Probably just cotton, I would say. <laughs> if you don't know what the material is, say it's cotton. Um, it's, it's very thick and warm though. And I double coat that. And then I it's put not polyester. the sheet and our quilt over me and I'm still so cold. And then you're there. <laughs> just like in the underwear like a normal person like with a sheet and maybe you'll put the quilt over you but you still got a fan on you Mm. i don't know how you do it gosh anyway i'm um that's just that thermic effect of food (laughs) yes that's that's correct but either way i'm um i'm weighing myself in my in my heavy duty clothing these days because it's just too cold not to well that's how you burn more calories you you just go to sleep and you get cold Mm. and your body's forced to um, upregulate the temperature. Yeah, I'm at that point where I'd rather sacrifice a few bites of food than be freezing during the mm. night. Well, I wasn't being serious, just so <laughs> people... But technically, you know, you might burn a few, but it is hard to quantify. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it. wouldn't be worth the shit night, the crap night's sleep. No, not at all. But yeah, th- yeah, things are just really going well, I'd say. And ultimately, other things in terms of life is that Finally, we've got our new line of TBD teas in the making. We've been in the process of actually designing a new like TBD logo and trying to get some new oversized teas made that we can then distribute. And this has been in the process since back in March, but we wanted a very specific oversized t-shirt and the shipment just kept getting delayed and it was only finally arrived like a few weeks ago. So now finally those are being printed. We should have those in the next two weeks. And I'm super excited for this next release of these TBDTs because I'm just, it's some, it's a logo that I'm very proud of. I think it's very cool. It's never, you know. Well, it's not a TBD logo. I think is something we can at least say. Well, it's it's not TBD brand. It's TBD branded, but it's not TBD on the front of the shirt. So like you won't be representing TBD. You'll be representing whatever the brand is. exactly that's that's what i love about it is that but it does have a little tbd tag on the inside of the mm. neckline um just to give ourselves a little bit of credit but 
on the front of it, I think that it's definitely going to help form a community here in the Australian bodybuilding scene. And the logo is just really neat. And it would just make me so happy to see at least one person even wearing our t-shirt. So mm. really excited for those to be released. And uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm just, I've been amped up for it for months and now finally it's happening. Yeah, I think uh, these ones will do well. And something that we learned from the previous launch was just to tweak the, the shirt material slightly. Mm. Um, so we've, instead of going for pure cotton, we've gone for like, I think it's 10% elastane or 10% mm -hmm. polyester and then 90% cotton so it, it works much better for one training but two as an oversized tee mm -hmm. and better for Australia as well because it's bloody hot in Australia most of the time and yeah you can get them in in oversized and normal size fit as mm -hmm. well depending on how small you are yeah so we're <sighs> doing like this first launch of them and then with the new logo as well if it goes well what's really cool is that it will actually give us potential to potentially, potential to potentially bring out other products in future as well. Like if we wanted to bring out a hoodie or if you wanted to bring out something like some straps or some booty shorts or whatever kind of goes in your gym bag or on your body when you head to the gym, there's definitely lots of potential for it. So it should be mm. pretty neat, man. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, you guys will have to wait and see. But other than that, Jack, that's kind of me for these past three weeks, just living up life and uh we're seven weeks out now from the first icn show of the season for our team tbd clients so i've got candace hodges and she'll be competing in bikini at the act show in batemans bay that's at the very end of august and then from then basically there's shows every single weekend all the way until the very end of october so it's gonna be a hell of a ride for those two months for team tbd but very very excited and it's all coming up very fast especially with the weekly posing workshops here in queensland with icn so yeah lots of things to look forward to mm. yeah it's getting to that exciting time of the year where i mean even for us like it's uh it's quite a lot busier but also very rewarding as well and i've got unfortunately not have any icn competitors for this season i've got uh one client in the u.s who, who will be doing some inba shows which is awesome and yeah next year season a i've got at, at least two competitors which is also very cool mm. um but yeah i can't wait for the the shows especially since nationals will be in brisbane this this season yeah it's exciting times and especially as it's like oh and i'm telling a lot of my clients right now like this second half of prep, this is where things get really exciting. You know, if you've if you've worked hard, right, and you've followed the plan and you've kicked your butt for the first half, now this second half, this is like where you're really seeing those weekly changes a hell of a lot more dramatically now leading into the show, mm. which is a, and you just, you get that vibe, you get that energy when you're at the posing workshops on the weekends too. And it's kind of like that countdown from week 10 onwards. So exciting. And I think this is going to be like the biggest season since COVID hit and like there's so many people at these workshops now and it's mm. not just a lot of people it's a high caliber of people it's going to be one hell of a competitive season mm. yeah can't wait yeah we nuts like the the thing is is like it's going to be so competitive people who in the past seasons may have placed like first or second they could potentially be fourth or fifth right just because the people who are now beating them are that good Mm. Yeah, it depends on the category, but mm. I do agree. Yeah. But Jack, fill us in. How have your past three weeks been? 
Yeah, so I don't think, I think last time we spoke, I was in like midway through the mini cup probably or... You were one week in. One week in, okay. Yeah, so a lot's happened since then. It, the mini cut ended up being three weeks in total. That is so, quite mini. <laughs> yes, very short. I lost five kilos, so I dropped from 91.5 to 86.5. And yeah, calories were cut up to about 1,500, so it was certainly quite aggressive combined with me probably doing a, a few more steps than usual as well, which, yeah, I felt great throughout overall. Didn't really lose any strength. Uh, I'm not saying that my strength went up as rapidly because it didn't. Like in, in some of the accessory movements, I was able to take some wins, but across like some of the bigger movements, mainly the pressing, like dumbbell shoulder press, plate loaded press, um, and RDLs, like there was a pretty much on maintenance, which completely fine with for three weeks in a mini cut. Like the goal necessarily isn't to progress at that point. And uh, yeah, a phrase that I've kind of started saying now is like, you can only retain how much muscle you actually have. So mm. like, sure, you can progress, which is great because it's quite satisfying to progress and it's an indicator that you most certainly are retaining onto your muscle mass. But at the same time, if that progression comes at a huge amount of fatigue or increased risk of injury, that sort of stuff, like, is it worth a progression or should you have just taken what you did last week mm. as a win? Or even if it comes at a decrement to the execution of the movement as well. So those are a few things to consider and that I considered throughout the mini cut as well. But like given my sort of personality with training, I'll usually just try and progress anyway, mm. which has its pros and cons. <laughs> so yeah, I, I got down to 86.5 and I think AJ and I were both very, very happy with what we saw. Just coming back up from essentially me competing at 76 in May of 2021 uh, to me getting up to 91.5 over a year of gaining, I think it was 57, 58 weeks of gaining in total. And I probably put on, I'm not sure exactly, but I would say a range of like four to six kilos of muscle in that period. Some lost muscle that I would have lost throughout the prep. Um, a lot of that being fresh muscle. And yeah, my, my physique rep reflected that in, in coming back down. Like I've never been that lean at 86 and a half. Mm. Um, lower body got lean much faster than the upper body, which isn't hugely new, but the, the the rapidity that it did so this time was surprising even to me, like full quad feathers on the outside of like the vastus lateralis, even some hints of the glutes boxing off as well. Yeah, and plenty of glute lines as well. Mm. Yeah, but Adrian was also able to see plenty more of your physique too, because for the very end of the mini cut, you actually shaved your legs as well. Yeah. And he's like, lo and behold, I didn't know those were under there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And like hamstrings being dug out, like seeing some, some hammy lines, which mm. was good. But yeah, so that's, that's all very promising. And it made me feel reassured. It made me feel motivated for what's to come in mm. terms of future gaining phases. And I mean, despite that, like I still am umming and ahhing about whether I do 2023 or 2024, because I definitely know, I'm quite certain that if I will do 2023, I'll get to that point, which will be the end of this year, start of next year, where we would have to potentially do the pre-prep phase. I'll get to that point and my heart will be 100% set on 2023. Mm. Like I won't even need to like try and convince myself or people won't need to convince me. Like I'll definitely know if I want to do it. Um, so far, that's not the case, but 
I'm not saying no just mm. yet. Um, but if I have w- any sort of second doubts whatsoever, then I'm just going to wait till 2024 because, yeah, I'm, I'm just enjoying how things are going at the mm. moment. And the process of me making good progress is also making me enjoy it more as well. Like if I was plateauing more in the gym or wasn't seeing as good a results, I would probably actually be more inclined to compete. Mm. Yeah, but it's just so enticing when you are just absolutely in love with your training and you're like, I just don't want this momentum to slow down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so in terms of training, nothing really has changed upon exiting the mini cut. Pretty much everything's the same, really. Just goal is to get stronger, um, especially since a few movements have uh, not really progressed over the last few weeks. And... In terms of nutrition, quite a lot has changed. So I ended on a training day, I ended at about like 300 carb, uh, 50 fat and 275 protein, which is very low for me. Mm. And uh, essentially we bumped that up um, to 500 carb, 60 fat, 275 protein Mm. straight away. And that was basically maintenance. So I, I didn't gain any weight on that at all. And then quite recently, a few days ago on on Thursday, we bumped it up again by a a significant amount, another 500 calories. So I'm at 600 carb, 70 fat and 275 protein now, uh, which is very, very similar. Like only, I think, 100 or 200 calories off where I left off at 91 and a half kilos. And even on your non-training days during the mini cut, you were down to 200 carb per day, correct? Mm, Yeah. So like, it's no surprise I lost lost weight so quickly. It was yeah. a very drastic deficit. And I guess I have a question for you because obviously working alongside AJ, you know, kind of letting him take the reins and being like, just telling you what to do. And you're like, yes, sir. Has that kind of opened your eyes as a coach too on like how hard you could potentially push someone and it just be very assertive to really get in, get out. Like, hey man, you know, I'm willing to do it too. I'm willing to cut my calories or and go from 600 carb down to 200 carb for mm. a matter of just three weeks, you know, get a few kilos off and then shoot right back up. Like, has that kind of changed your mind at all in how you might approach some other clients' nutrition? Well, to be honest, I've, I've kind of always done, especially in recent times, I've just kind of dropped the hammer when I mm. needed to. Never really in a mini cut because I think a lot of my mini cuts that I do with clients end up, I, I usually do offer the option of doing more extended diets or mini cuts. Mm. And a lot of people do take the option of the extended diet. So like six to eight rather than six or less. Mm. Um, but I certainly will potentially maybe try and convince people to do that more aggressive mini cut now because it certainly works well if I think they're the right person for the job. Um, Because they're certainly not for anyone, not for everyone. And I wouldn't do it for someone who isn't got comp-related goals. Mm. But yeah, I've never, I've, especially if they're a competitor in prep, like they need to go lower in calories, they need to go lower in calories. You you do what you need to do. But I just admire, obviously, just how, uh, how hard you pushed yourself. Because I think about, if I was in Jack's shoes, like relatively, what would this have been for me? Like, you on 200 grams of carbs per day down from 600 what would that be for me each day Mm. that would be equivalent to what like 75 carb a day sort of thing like Mm. that's tough for anyone but like shit you got it done so i'm i it makes it it almost pushes me i'm like man if i wanted to be really assertive and just get the job done in like three or four weeks hell maybe i could just 
eat trace carbs. Mm. <laughs> I just, I'm, I really want to give you that compliment because like it, I, I really admire it and I'm um, job done. But then also how AJ wasn't like, yeah, man, just, you know, body weight didn't increase this week. Let's up carbs by 25. He's like chucking in another hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's very assertive on, on both ends, which, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, like the, the fact of increasing my food by that much probably gave me more trepidation than removing the food. Mm. Like I didn't really struggle at all with the notion of being on such low food. It was interesting. Mm. And I think maybe potentially like having a coach there to tell me exactly what to do helped with that because mm. um, I, I can fully trust him. And yeah, Justin, like my weight is coming up a decent amount already. So like from Thursday to Sunday, I've gone up from like 86 point seven to 87.3 so like 600 grams and i know it's going to slow down and like this is kind of another topic i was going to get onto anyway is like i need to gain weight quite rapidly now probably like a kilo or so even if it's in one to 1.5 weeks because that's where my performance gain is going to come from like Mm. although i was very well fueled like i was still eating 500 carb and maintaining the 86 to 87 but the training performance still just wasn't there. Mm. So I, I, everyone has that kind of productive body weight range for where they train the best. And I'd like to not directly quote Alberto Nunez, but he basically says like, for many people where your performance is best is where you feel most comfortable. Mm. Um, and for me, I think that probably is going to be like 88 and above. So mm. I think the plan will be to probably come up there pretty quickly um, and then slow down the rate of gain if we need to from there, kind of even like a recovery diet. Um, and I think that's where it needs to be super individualized because some people will be able to like make progress immediately. Uh, whereas especially for me, for like the hack squats and the RDLs, I need to be a little bit heavier mm. and, and the pressing of course as well in particular. Yeah, it just makes me think like next time that I need to do a dieting phase, should I not just do a dieting phase and go for like eight or 10 weeks, but maybe should I hold myself accountable? And I'd love to talk to Joey about this too, in that like, should I just drop the hammer sort of thing? Like if let's say I wanted to lose uh, six kilos again, rather than giving myself 10 weeks, give myself four or five and rather Mm. going down to 180 carb, (laughs) go down to 75 sort of thing. Because what I feel like for me too is that I think that's what... a little bit too aggressive. Okay, a hundred. Because like you remember, you don't weigh quite as much as me. I know, I know, but I'm I kind of just spitballing mm. numbers here. But what I'm saying is pretty aggressive, and I'd say in the realm of like a hundred grams of carbs, that's pretty freaking aggressive. Mm. But what I feel like really takes a toll on me though is the time, right? Yeah, for like sure. it's it's not necessarily just eating a few less bites of food per day. Like you can do that, but it's if you have to do it for weeks or like two months on end, that's when it really starts to become a drag. And that's when you get very fatigued and you're just like, I am over this. Mm. But if it's truly like just a very short and acute time period where you just gotta suck it up, knuckle down, but you're like, this will be over in less than a month. Mm. I've never done that before. So at least I'd like to try it, Mm. but then have that experience to speak to it. Cause this is the first time you've done this aggressive of a mini cut and Mm. in and out kind of like from a surplus to a deficit and back again within two podcast episodes. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. And I think some other like supporting evidence to reason as to why that's good 
we know that metabolic adaptation isn't as big of a deal as what people coin it up to be. Mm. So even if you did drop to like 75 carb a day, even if you did a modified protein sparing fast, like you're not going to suddenly gain weight on, on a thousand calories afterwards. Mm. So similar to me, like I didn't even, I'm almost on the same food again. I didn't experience drastic metabolic adaptation. Mm. So you might experience some adjustment on the way down, but I think that'll be resolved as soon as you get back into a surplus again. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. But I'd say this sort of aggressive mini cut should definitely be reserved for someone who's already demonstrated they can go through a normal dieting mm. phase. This would not be warranted for someone's very first experience of ever being in a calorie deficit. Uh, I'd say that you'd probably want to do more of like a 10-week diet, lose five to six kilograms over that time frame, see how someone handles it. If they handle it really well and then, you know, they're up for the gnarly stuff, <laughs> mm. then next time around, um, just be a little bit more aggressive and just get it done. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing I did differently this time, I, I didn't change my food at all. So, and I also kept my volume quite low. So, for example, like I had my regular protein cakes, but rather than, I didn't even add that much water. I just stirred it up. So it was like a pancake mixture consistency. You chucked it in the microwave. Um, I didn't really try and play with it, modifying my food choices, just kind of stuck to my guns throughout and accepted that if I was going to get hungry, I was going to get hungry. And the amount of volume I would consume wouldn't drastically influence my appetite. It would more so influence my the food focus mm-hmm. essentially so because my fiber is still always consistent it's not like my diet was lacking in fruits and vegetables and fiber and that that's mm-hmm. why i was hungry no um where did the calories really like 600 to 200 carb where mm. did you pull 400 grams of carbohydrates from i mean when i was at 600 before and it was more like six to five to be honest anyway but <laughs> it was a lot of Flour, white flour is honestly my go-to and it was back then too. So yeah, a lot of white flour I go through. Thankfully, it's very, very cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Yeah, literally mainly white flour. Okay, simple Mm. as. Yeah, because I I still kept it. definitely does not have a gluten intolerance. (laughs) No, no, I don't, fortunately. (laughs) But yeah, because I just kept in my usual fruit and veg and whole grains, I just would remove the more refined sources of carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. which is also why I don't think my appetite changed too much throughout. Yeah, well, five gold stars for you, my man. You're my inspo. (laughs) Uh, But that's it from me. I'm keen to, yeah, this week will actually be my final week of training before I'll deload. And then Boston gets his bits done while I deload. Saying goodbye to the crown jewels. (laughs) Yes. It's time. It's time. He's almost two years old now and... Mm. Yeah, the, the test is just getting to him a bit, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a bit high to, to handle. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> anything else to report on, really? I think that was a pretty good wrap-up. That's Sam, not Boston. <laughs> she's got she's got the higher-pitched bark. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, not too much it for me. I think we'll end with something that we want to improve this week. And something that I want to improve on is just having a good final week of training and not gonna lie like saturday session which was yesterday kind of was really tough i got in there kind of feeling like i'd already trained so i've just relaxed today eaten a lot of foods and uh, hopefully i'll be good for rdls tomorrow which 
that's actually something I also want to improve on. RDLs have been a bit slippery the last couple of weeks. Like one side has been tending to hit the ground before the other. And I'm not quite sure if it's my hips or if it's my grip, but I do want to sort that out tomorrow um, so that I can rest easy going into my deload. And what are you going for on RDLs? Yeah, good question. I wanted to try a 205 for six again, but in my warm-ups, I'll just see whether I'm slipping up. Uh, and if I am, then I'll probably go for 200 for six instead. Okay. Mm. Either way, you? a few months ago, that was a massive PB. Mm. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, well, this next week, I think that I just want to improve my knowledge just basically surrounding homes. Uh, Jack and I are both in the process right now of looking at houses and potentially buying a new home in the near future. And I just want to keep learning more about the whole housing space. And especially if you buy a home, like how to do renovations, like speaking to builders, getting just a hell of a lot more knowledge under my belt when it comes to property. And uh, it's something I'm really interested in and I'm, I'm having a hell of a lot of fun learning about all these new things. And um, it's just cool because it, it really entices me. Like, for example, moving into a house and not necessarily having it be perfect or your dream home, like actually being able to renovate it and really make it your home and be able to work on little projects along the way. It's similar to why I love bodybuilding as well. It's kind of like you have a base, but what can you do to kind of layer on top of that and really add to it and just really build it into something super special. So I feel like my passion and love for bodybuilding is now stemming into my excitement for potentially renovating a house. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love little things like that. But that's what All I... very big things. Like they're, they're big things, depending on, you know, where you start off with in the mm. home. <laughs> yes. What are, you, what are you changing? But either way, um, exciting times. Very exciting. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. If you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag TBD, and we will catch you next week.